After years of experience in becoming a nationally recognized healthcare executive leader, our next guest has married his expertise with his passion for helping make health and care more accessible in communities across our country. Brett Hickman, Chief Commercial Officer at Motive Care, joins us to discuss his storied journey and why he's so passionate about Motive Care's mission to provide equity, hope, and healing to those in need. Additionally, Brett shares how Motive Care has become a leading technology-enabled healthcare services and value-based solutions company to address the social determinants of health and enable greater access to care, reduce costs, and improve outcomes. Join us for this inspiring episode and message from Brett and how the Motive Care team is addressing social determinants of health. Let's go. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Thank you for taking the time to join up today and welcome to our podcast. I'm gracious to be here, Mike. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, given your team's passion to bring equity, hope, and healing to those who need it most and to make a world of difference one member at a time, I'm grateful to have this conversation today. But before Thank we you. dive in, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Clubhouse in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, Brett, it's almost time for our community to learn how you and the Motive Care team are addressing social determinants of health by providing non-emergency medical transportation, personal care, nutritious meals, and remote patient monitoring. But first, what is that one piece of advice that you would give to others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world? Uh, you know, for me, it's always about getting engaged in what you're passionate about and how you can help the industry improve and putting yourself in, you know, what I would call very uncomfortable or new experiences. So you can be in a situation where you learn as much as you're helping the industry. And for me, that's always paid off huge dividends. Brad, I couldn't agree more. I actually love it. You're teeing it up for a heck of a conversation today. You know, just like yourself, you're a serial executive. You've been there. You've done that. You've been in healthcare for quite some time. You've probably seen a heck of a lot. I've been in it for some time as well. And I always say, Brett, uh, I'm very fortunate. I get to mentor and advise a lot of young entrepreneurs and startup founders and all that. And what I always say is the longer I'm in this industry, it feels the less that I know, right? What an yeah. incredibly complex industry. But with that, Brett, you know, put yourself in those uncomfortable positions and conversations and opportunities. Do you also share that with your team? Is that part of your leadership as well? Because that's an important part of culture is, hey, we can't continue to be uh, married to status quo. We have to continue to be uncomfortable. Is that something you and the team are driving organizationally all the way through? Yeah, absolutely. You know, my leadership style is all about creating safe places to experiment, fail, iterate, learn. And as long as you're making progress, and you've got the right intentions, you're going to start moving the needle very quickly. And then when you get a lot of people, you know, in an organization moving in that direction, and with that philosophy, it's amazing the things that you can actually accomplish. 
I couldn't agree more. It's important and it's needed now more than ever. This industry obviously needs that. We have to get uncomfortable. We cannot continue to be shackled to how it's always been done. This is how we've always done it in healthcare because you know as well as I do, it is unsustainable and we have to start anew. We have to create new models, create new ways to engage with members and consumers out in the marketplace. And Brett, we're going to talk about all of that and all the wonderful yeah. things happening within the Motive Care Camp after we get back from thanking our community champion sponsor. Located in Denver, Colorado's nationally ranked River North District, Catalyst is a healthcare innovation campus that brings together stakeholders from across the industry to accelerate innovation and drive real, lasting change our nation desperately needs. From established organizations to startups, from accelerators to advocacy organizations, and from medical schools to global companies, everyone at Catalyst works side-by-side to create, develop, refine, and bring to market cutting-edge innovations that will fundamentally transform healthcare as we know it. With industry leaders like Medical Group Management Association, Olive, Medical Solutions, UC Health, Cirrus MD, and many others calling Catalyst home, along with innovative pioneers visiting from across the nation, Catalyst continually fosters their foundational belief that collaboration and partnerships will move the healthcare industry forward. To virtually tour Catalyst and claim your space on campus or host an upcoming event, visit CatalystHealthTech.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we are back with Brett Hickman, Chief Commercial Officer at Motive Care. Brett, you set us up on the front end perfectly. We have to get uncomfortable. We have to try new things. We got to fail, fail fast. A lot of that is a cultural mindset. I'd love to hear that you and the team at Motive Care are doing exactly that. So let's get going. Let's start diving into what you guys are up to. But before that, Brett, you have had a storied career from Aetna to Optum. You've been in there. You've done that. Like I said earlier, you've bought the t-shirts, right? You've been in the industry. You've seen how the gears of this machine work. And now you've brought that expertise to motive care. I cannot wait to hear about that. But before we go there, how did you get in healthcare in the first place? How has that journey been? And more importantly, Brett, the journey leading up to you joining as a chief commercial officer at motive care, how has that prepared you for this amazing opportunity with an incredible organization? Take us a little bit on that history lesson, then we'll dive into motive care. Absolutely. I mean, I've had a very blessed career, Mike, and it all started with, you know, my dad was a cardiologist. I started university, you know, wanting to be a physician and found out very quickly I liked uh, numbers much better than I liked the actual patient care experience. And I fell in love with the ability to be an economist and a CPA. So I always tell people I'm a recovering bean counter. And I spent the first 25 years of my career basically with the same team, but just doing amazing things with Ernst & Young and PricewaterhouseCoopers. And PwC gave me a wonderful opportunity to start working with uh, an amazing individual, Dr. David Chin, who's at, with the School of Public Health at John Hopkins now, was my mentor and got me into value-based care. And I really got to see the inner workings, not only at CMS, but also with the payers. And my passion really started to be around how do I get the parties all working together? I see the numbers, I see the math, I know we can make it work, right? And that's where I really started to you know, have a real impact on the industry. And the opportunity came up to retire early from PwC and go lead you know, an organization for Aetna that gave me the opportunity to put the largest public-private you know, payer deals together in the country. That led an opportunity to go back and work with the NHS with Optum and then got me into the opportunity with Optum, got a wonderful opportunity to stand up their behavioral health business, uh, the clinical side of it. 
And that made me fall in love with this disadvantaged population. I saw firsthand, you know, in the environment I was working in before, it was very innovative, leading edge, but you really didn't get into the real access issues and the, the real challenges relative to people's socioeconomic status. And it gave me a real passion for the opportunity to really serve this community. And I'd had a wonderful career. And I basically said, you know what, I'm going to really change things up. And so I was fortunate enough that Andy Slab had asked me to come stand up kind of the first commercial organization within City Block Health. And it gave me an opportunity to spend a little bit over a year just deeply ingrained in the social determinants of health with an organization that's absolutely amazing and really kind of reinforced, you know what, I am going to dedicate the rest of my career the next 10 years to serving this community. And for me, it's all about, I know how to make the math work. And so my passion is really about fixing the economic barriers that we don't figure out how to make all these pieces work together. And to me, the last bastion is social determinants of health. And I got really excited about it in 2018 when the Chronic Care Act was implemented. It gave us a real opportunity for payers and CMS to really start investing in social determinants of health. Now, COVID kind of slowed things up, right? But what it did is it gave Motive Care a runway to transform its business. And that's what got me excited about Motive Care. I saw that they didn't sit on their laurels during COVID and, and wait for it to see what happened. The board basically said, look, we need to become an SDOH benefit organization and we need to really move into value-based care. Transportation is the first and last mile. Nobody can age at home unless they know they have safe, secure, and reliable transportation. Once that happens, then we can start wrapping all sorts of care at home around these individuals. But nobody can age at home unless they know they can get to their medical appointments, that they can go see their physicians, they can get to their therapy and their treatments in a safe and reliable way. Wow. So much to unpack there, Brett. You brought the heat right out the gates. Thank you for that. Incredible journey along the way. Some amazing folks. You mentioned Andy. I'm a huge fan of his and everything that they're doing with City Block. Incredible. Work. Yeah, absolutely. What you did with Aetna. Actually, a friend of mine, they built the iTriage that then sold to Aetna. Yep. So I'm sure you know Dr. Wayne Garrett and all those folks. Yes. So small little world out there. So you've been there. You've done that. You've seen it along the journey. Brett, I got to ask before we dive in and have you give the pitch of who Motive Care is. Did you also notice the pandemic turned everything upside down, right? You know it. I know. We, I mean, it has completely flipped everything upside down. But as one of my mentors always says to me, within those ashes, whatever the ashes might be, there's always great opportunities to think anew, right? Amidst great chaos is great opportunity. And that's exactly what COVID-19 was and still is, right? And so with that, Brett, when you were thinking, you know, what am I going to do when I grow up? What are these going to be these next 10 years? Did you mm -hmm. also notice that there was a renewed focus or that the clarity around social determinants of health became even more apparent to us through this pandemic? Were some Absolutely. of those light bulbs going off as well during this time? Yeah, I mean, it brought into the limelight, Mike, the real disparities to access. And it really brought into the limelight, you know, who was actually impacted, right? And there is certain populations that are disproportionately impacted. And the barriers all are around social determinants of health, whether they're socioeconomic, race, religion, whatever the case may be, these individuals really need to be wrapped with care in a very unique and customized way to address those social determinants of health. Because we all know, based on evidence-based medicine, that they can't focus in on their clinical needs until at least we start to address 
some of the basic social determinants of health. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So let's go there, Brett. Really excited to hear, you know, you joined the team recently, a couple of years now, and to tee it up, you mentioned that the board said, we got to go all in on this. So let's talk about that. You join, you're the chief commercial officer. So you're an entrepreneur at heart as well. I, I already can tell that. So I got to ask you the elevator pitch. Who is Motive Care? Motive Care is the largest non-emergency medical transportation organization in the country. We're also probably the second largest home monitoring and vitals organization in the country due to some acquisitions that we made of VRI and Guardian over the last year or so. And we also have a significant presence, especially in the Northeast, due to some very big investments that we made in the personal care space. And if you think about the space we want to own, it's the supportive care, it's not clinical. We want to make the job of clinicians easier. And when I was at Optum, I got to see how much time and resources were spent just trying to coordinate social determinants of health, right? It's a very fragmented, lots of new entrants coming in, lots of promises being made, but nobody has packaged that into a benefit and a solution where we can address those needs as basically a social determinants of health benefit and basically help the clinical side of the organization do their job better and give them reliable data information that's actionable for these members to actually start to improve their health outcomes. So we can talk about the business models and what the company is all about, and that's great, and thank you for outlining that, Brett. But what I also love to really dig into are the outcomes, right? We can espouse about our companies all we want, but at the end of the day, it's the end user and the impact we're having on them. How has this been for the people that are engaged with motor care, whether it be patients, whether it be others? What's the response been like? Yeah, you know, it's very interesting. I think when we sit down and do the listening tour with our legacy customers, the big six insurance companies, and, and you got to remember that most of CMSs, whether it's Cade or Medicare Advantage, they're partnering with the big MCOs, the big insurance companies to manage this population. And we finally see absolute commitment from these organizations to invest in and start to address in a coordinated way the comprehensive needs from a social determinants of health. Now, the industry as a whole has challenges around how do we measure success? How do we measure impact? And there's lots of organizations out there that are working on really important projects that'll help us do that. And a great example is one of our board members sits on the National Committee for Quality Assurance in the Gravity Project, really looking at metrics and how we actually get paid for the support and services in the SDOH space so these payers can actually make these investments and start to have a real impact on our members and their clinical outcomes. And you talk about some of those members and those outcomes, and then also you talked about there's some pilots coming up as well as what I've been hearing as yeah. well. Can you talk a little bit about what's happening there? What's on the horizon? Yeah, you know, we've doing our own pilots and I'll give you a great example. You know, in our remote patient monitoring business, as we start to embed remote patient monitoring into the homes of the chronically ill and those that are underserved and disadvantaged, you know, we see in our pilots a 25% improvement in gaps in care. We're seeing a 24% more likely to receive annual wellness visits. 20 to 36% increase in screenings for breast cancer and colon cancer, 37% more likely to receive their diabetic eye exams, 25% more likely to receive their neuropath testing. All of these things are leading to better outcomes for these members. And just as importantly, 
is conserving resources that we spend in waste in the industry to invest in this fragile population so we can improve their outcomes. Unbelievable numbers. And, you know, when you think about that, when you extrapolate it out across a massive country like the United States and what that impact is to our country, I mean, that is, you're talking enormous financial and, of course, health of our population. You're talking enormous, enormous impact. Brett, Brett, let me ask you as well. So you've been there now for a couple of years, as I mentioned earlier. What has you most excited at this time? What's firing you up to get up every day and keep going out there and kicking butt? What has you most excited at this time? You know, we did a town hall last week for all our employees and it finally came my time because we always put members first and the people in the field because think about it, our drivers, our personal caregivers have been in the home and in cars with these members while they all through COVID, right? And made huge investments and they need to come first. And so what I'm most excited about is now as the industry moves back to somewhat more normalcy that we can invest in our people in our caregiver, in the people that are in the homes, people that are in the cars with our members and start to really show them the appreciation. The joke I made, which is not really a joke, it's I'm absolutely adamant about is this board has given our organization a collection of SDOH assets with the largest transportation, most sophisticated in the country with, you know, an expansive set of personal care capabilities, all the remote patient monitoring, meals, medication management. I'm like a six-year-old, and, and they all joke me because I'm a little bit older, that I said Toys R Us. I'm like a six-year-old in Toys R Us. And it's like I've got all of these assets that I can put together and really move the SDOH space and industry into value-based care. It's going to be a journey. It's going to take a couple years. We have to prove it. We need third-party validation. We really need to work with the industry leaders to make sure that, that we prove out the connectivity of SDOH to better quality and outcomes and total cost of care. Well, let's stay there for a moment because you hit on something I was going to ask you, so now is the perfect time to do it. Brett, you know as well as I do, again, you've been there, you've done that, you've seen a lot of what has and more importantly, what has not worked, right? This is a very complex, yeah. multi-sided industry, right? Very, very, very difficult to create lasting and massive change in healthcare. But with that said, Brett, a lot of it is timing, right? Is the timing right for us as an industry for all of what you just outlined to flourish and take flight? Is the timing right? Are we there? Yeah, I mentioned earlier the kind of the listening tour that we've done with a lot of our legacy clients and really understanding from the payers and from CMS, where is their commitment to investing in SDOH, right? And I can say with absolute positivity, the industry is ready. The payers, our regulators, CMS, you know, just came out with their CMS framework for health equity for 2022 through 20 or 2032. And we are going to make these investments. They got the leaderships. I always call they got the right leaders in the right seats. And every place I go, whether it's a United or it's an Aetna, they've got the right people in the right seats to now start making these investments and really moving the needle. So I'm really excited. Well, I love it. And you're talking about, you know, that framework the CMS put out. It, it was an excellent piece yeah. of literature, definitely a worth, worthy read. So let's look a little future state too then as well, Brett. Yeah. So when you start thinking about now is the timing is right and things will take a while to flourish and take flight. Let's also pull the crystal ball off the shelf, if you will. Let's look a little future state. Brett, what are you seeing? That, you know, we said this earlier as well, right? Yeah. Things have changed so much since March of 2020 and things are only going to continue to change even faster and faster with technology and innovation taking a grip on this industry. Where do you see things heading within the next two to three, three to five years for the industry writ large, as well as 
Where is Motive Care going to be in that? Are there other services or offerings that you guys are going to bring to market? Where are things going to be for the industry as well as where is Motive Care going? Great question, Mike. I think first, the next two or three years, we've got to get the metrics right. We've got to get consistent measurements across the social determinants of health. And, you know, there's a great article out there published called for consistent measurements across the social determinants of health industry landscape. And one of my good friends, Dr. Nash at Jefferson University, contributed to it. And it's a wonderful call to action. We have to get consistent measurements. We've got to get the analytics. And that goes back to my passion for the numbers, right? We can make the math work. We've got to be able to prove the outcomes. And that's for the next two to three years. Going forward from there is we've got to move into better organized, better managed, right? And for me, better organized and better managed means we need industry leaders like Motocare to step up and say, look, I'm willing to take the risk. I'm willing to coordinate these services. I'm willing to be a great servant to the care managers out there that are trying very hard for these members to get the right access at the right time with the right quality. And for us to take ownership of SDOH, we have what I believe is the five most important assets in SDOH. And I believe with those, then we can coordinate in different communities because it's very fragmented. You know, a great example is if we're in a community, we big service provider, we're in the Northeast with the state of New Jersey, is we have a lot of members that have mobility issues. We can coordinate modifications to bathrooms, to home, to steps, all those things that will contribute to our member, be able to get better access to actually get in the vehicle, to actually get to their appointments. We can take risk as the actual transportation provider to say, look, we know that the evidence-based medicine proves that if I can get these members to at least two PCP appointments a year, we can dramatically improve their outcomes and the total cost of care and close gaps in cares for these members. And the last bastion, I believe the piece you say, well, okay, what's missing? It can't be perfect. I believe it's loneliness. I really do. I think there's a massive move in the industry. If you talk to ER physicians, for example, and, and you'll see people come to the emergency room because of meal and you know, food insecurity, housing insecurity, and loneliness. And one of the biggest things that impacts the person's ability to take care of themselves is they get into a, a horrible cycle of loneliness. And we as an industry, I think it's the last piece of the puzzle that we've got to partner and solve. And there's a lot of great organizations out there that are investing in loneliness, especially for the MA and the Medicare, as well as the Medicaid side of the equation. The needs are different, but the issues are the same. We've really got to address this loneliness issue in our society. Brett, I couldn't agree more. And what I do love seeing is that CMS is now making those bets, right? They are reimbursing for it, which is powerful because you're 100% spot on. You can tie back to a lot of health issues with our older generations of community members to loneliness, right? The downstream impact of that is enormous, financially, mentally, physically, or otherwise. It is a total, total drain on our communities. And it is something that we definitely have to keep top of mind, stay focused on. Because to your point, Brett, that can help solve so many other parts of this multi-sided, multifaceted equation. Do you see motive care entering that space? And if so, is there any teasers that you can give us of what you guys may be doing to solve for it? I can tell you at the board level, as well as the senior leadership, we recognize that it is a major contributor to the challenges the underserved community has, and that we as an organization will have to either address it either through our own capabilities or partnering. And, you know, for me, 
One of my expertise is putting partnerships together and we don't have to acquire everything. And that's the beauty of healthcare is partnerships work. And it really is important for us to manage our resources, invest them in the right place. Like I talked about our people, our drivers, our caregivers in the home. We want to make sure we use our resources and our capital wisely. And there's lots of good organizations out there. And we don't need to start from scratch. I mean, one of your old competitors, Mike, UCLA, the university there has a loneliness scale. They're investing in it. There's measurements out there. We don't have to start from scratch. We got momentum. And I'm right there with you, Brett. I love putting deals together, whether it be partnerships or you know, acquisitions or otherwise. As I always say, there's three avenues, build, partner, or buy, right? It's going right. to fall in one of those three camps, but there's one, you know, the way to get to success. Matter of fact, we had a previous, the CEO of Papa on and talked about yeah, how they absolutely incredible. They're doing incredible yeah, work down there. Yeah. Down in Miami, a phenomenal organization, but you're spot on a huge area that we need to focus on for our, you know, our entrepreneurs that are looking for new business models and how to make an impact out there. This is exactly an area that we should be investing in. So our entrepreneurs, our startup founders tuning in, focus in on that. This is a massive, massive problem. And Brett, you know it, and I know it as well. It's not getting smaller, right? When we start thinking no. about the baby boomers, 10 plus thousand retiring a day, what does that mean as well? This yeah. problem is not going away. If anything, it's getting bigger. We definitely need to invest and solve for it. So thank you for that, Brett. Let's turn the tables a little bit on you as well and leverage this amazing community rallied around this podcast. Brett, what is one problem, need, or question that you and the Motive Care team have that we can be helping you with? You know, it's metrics. We need organizations with data and analytics to come to the table, and we've got to start being able to create the aggregation of data and analytics around social determinants of health that tie back to the clinical side of the business and prove out the ability to create actionable and impactful results for the clinical side of the business. It's one of the biggest gaps I see. And why I think we're seeing a call to action around in a lot of efforts by organizations like the NQF to make investments in how we actually measure these results. Secondly is the coordination, right? So if you think about who's going to coordinate all these things, and when you go to social determinants of health, for example, even in transportation, there's volunteer transportation. There's people out there in the communities, no matter where we go, that raise their hand and say, hey, I would love to be a volunteer driver. And we don't have right now the best tools to engage that population. And the same is true as in the personal care side. Personal care industry has done a phenomenal job of family caregivers, getting family caregivers engaged in, because the biggest crisis we have in the personal care side is there's just not enough personal caregivers that are out there that are trained well, certified. The demand is outstripping. To your point, is it's a problem that's only getting bigger not larger. So those are the three spaces where we see huge opportunity for additional investment in the industry. I love it. Well, thank you for outlining that, Brett. Really do appreciate it. And of course, for our community to get involved and have those conversations with you and the team, how can they get a hold of you? Social media handles, websites, or otherwise, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, you can always yeah, look me up on LinkedIn, but my direct email address, which is the best thing, is Brett with two T's dot Hickman, H-I-C-K-M-A-N, at motivecare.com. And I'd love to hear from any of you. Easy enough. And all of those contact points will be in the episode notes. So simply scroll down to your favorite podcast player to click on through to get a hold of Brett and the team. You can head on over to passionatepioneers.com as well, our free global online community. There will be a post for this episode. We're going to have those conversations over there as well. And to get those contact points again, passionatepioneers.com. Well, Brett, we got one more piece. We'll get you out of here. So you continue to cause that good trouble over the motive care team. It's a fill in the blank. I'm a passionate pioneer because I care. 
I want to see us as a society do a much better job for those that have been disadvantaged and don't have great equitable access to an amazing healthcare system that we have here in the U.S. And I want to make sure that I can be, at the end of the day, a contributor to fixing that and creating real value for the industry. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Brett. And Brett, thank you so much for taking a pit stop today to be on our podcast, to have this conversation, an important one, and can't wait to continue to follow all the good stuff happening within the Motive Care team. But for now, Brett, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Mike. You have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.